Hello, students. It's Wednesday, December 1st. The month of Christmas is upon us. It's good to have you with us here for another episode of Answers to Gospel Questions. I'm joined, I'm, I'm Brother Lawson, by the way, and I'm joined by Mr. Christmas himself, Brother Eric Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Great. I've never been referred to by that title, but I'll take it. Mr. Christmas, we ought to have we ought to have a lot of titles for you. There's a lot of names that I have for you. We ought to make a list of all the the names that I know you by. But Mr. Christmas is one of my favorite. All right, right. I'll take it for the whole month. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we've been talking about this week uh, the importance of covenants and ordinances, and I think our last episode. I think a lot of people have already been listening to it and. You know, it's not something that that really is just the, the title. Covenants and ordinances don't inspire this uh, great excitement. However, I think the content as we really dive into the, the meanings and purpose behind covenants and ordinances. We're starting to see a little bit more excitement generated within us. Brother Wing, do you have any additional thoughts of, about covenants uh, that maybe we left on the table last? Some leftovers, some, yeah. some Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah, and they're, and leftovers are delicious. Like for example, this one that we didn't mention last time is that you know we're linked not just to the Savior through our covenants, but we're also linked to our ancestors and our families. You know through covenants, and you know the hearts of the fathers have turned to the children, and children to the fathers through this work. And uh, I think it's significant to note that we we when we understand covenants, we want to seek out our ancestors and make sure that we do our part to provide these ordinances and covenants uh, for our ancestors. And then that further links us to them. Like we understand them better. We understand ourselves better. And um, as we, as we engage in this work, so there's a lot of, there's a principal benefit to provide the covenants for them, but it's also, there's some, I don't know if you want to call them side benefits, but these other ways that we connect to them and uh, can, be blessed by them and they by us. And I, so I, I'm, but, but this all is centered around the advantages and blessings of understanding the essential role of covenants. And so I think that was another uh, blessing there. I also, no, another, oh, oh, keep going. No, go ahead. Another leftover uh, mm-hmm. from last time's discussion was what president Nelson taught a year ago. He said, as you study your scriptures during the next six months, I encourage you to make a list of all that the Lord has promised he will do for covenant Israel. And then he said this, I think you will be astounded. Ponder these promises. Talk about them with your family and friends. Then live and watch for these promises to be fulfilled in your own life. So that's kind of a a fun scripture focus as you study the scriptures is to look for those things where God makes a promise to covenant Israel. And that definitely applies to this whole conversation we're having. You know, and I think that's important what you said, that, that God is the one that makes the, the, the promise. He's the one that, that sets the terms of the covenant. In, in the world today, like in, legal, uh, in the legal world, a covenant is just this agreement between two, two people right? They, they both agree upon this one thing. In, in the religious world, God is the one who sets the term of the covenant and then invites us to 
engage with him in that in that covenant. Uh, it's not we don't get to decide what covenants we're uh, we're going to what terms of a, or a, we don't get to make a deal with God. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and then you're going to do this and that's going to work out. Other, It works exactly opposite. God says, here is, here is an opportunity for you to engage with me. And then it's up to us whether or not we want to, to engage in that, in that covenant, but we simply can't expect the blessings of that covenant to come into our lives if we don't choose to engage in that covenant, God, again, we, we talked a little bit about uh, the condition, God's conditions. Part of his conditions are that we engage in these, in these covenants. So for example, one, one covenant that we've been um, invited to participate in is the covenant, the new and everlasting covenant of marriage, right? In order to, in order to obtain the highest degree of the celestial kingdom, we have to enter into that covenant, and then we have to keep that covenant uh, throughout and, and that promise throughout our lives. And then God uh, will exalt us in the highest degree of the celestial kingdom. But not all covenants have to be entered into, meaning we're not required to enter into those covenants if we don't want the, the attached blessings associated. So an individual could reject an opportunity to engage in a, a, a covenant or, or an invitation to make a covenant. But at the same time, it's important for that individual to, to recognize they, uh, they're not going to obtain the benefit of that covenant if they don't, if they don't engage in that. So what do, we, what do we say about that, Brother Wing? Like, for example, the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. It's something that God wants us to, to do for sure. Uh, so what happens if we don't do it? Does he care? Yeah. Does he, yeah, definitely he cares. And definitely that's why he provides these instructions, uh, these commandments so that we can become like him. And so as we understand the plan of, of his plan for us in a more complete way, we recognize, first of all, that the essential role of covenants and how it fits into that plan. And so covenants then become this thing that we desire, but also we desire commandments. We desire his instructions and guidance on how to be like him. And so we want these things and we value these commandments. And if we were to reject those uh, instructions, then that would be like a sin, you know? Oh, oh. so rejecting those commandments. Absolutely. So um, what's the scripture, Brother Wing, where, where when we accept an invitation to live the way that God lives, or in other words, when we keep commandments, we're blessed with commandments, not a few, I think is the, I think is the, yeah, that's section 59. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So God views, I think it's important. I mean, I know we're talking about covenants here, but I think the principle applies the same. When, when we make one covenant with God, He's going to bless us with an opportunity to make more covenants with him. He, uh, likewise, when we keep one commandment, he's going or one invitation from God, he's going to bless us with more commandments. And like, hey, you've done a great job keeping this one or, or engaging with this commandment. I want you to engage with a few more. Now, I think uh, Satan probably has done a pretty good job. I don't want to give him a lot of credit, but I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit. It, I think he's done a good job of convincing 
people the commandments, uh, the word commandment is a scary word. Uh, and so I, I kind of like looking at the, the word commandment as, uh, as an invitation. I also like the word repentance, right? Because, and Satan's done a great job of convincing people that that's a scary word because all repentance is, is turning around and deciding to engage with the commandment and, uh, and, and changing, uh, changing a direction that you're going, going on to go on a direction where God wants you to, to go. So covenants, commandments, when we make and keep them, we are progressing towards God. So here, here's a question for you, Brother Wing. Uh, what's your opinion on this? Do you, do you think that uh, making covenants is an event in our life, or is it a, a process that we go through? Yeah, I think the we can see that there's certain events that do take place as we enter into covenants and and make uh you know participate in ordinances you know but the process of being a covenant keeper and honoring those covenants um that definitely is a process is how i would say it excellent so it's not just we're baptized uh we participate in the ordinances of the temple and then and then we're done yeah for example i, I like the idea of what when we talk about baptism that we're willing to take upon us the name of Christ. Um, and that's something that we can do right now. Are you willing to do you know, Are you right. willing to start this? Great. But to actually take upon us the name of Christ, that's a, that's a process. And it's a much bigger thing than just going into the water. Right. You know, right. baptism. Yeah. I like that, that particular promise that we make that we're, and students, if you listen carefully to that sacrament prayer, you'll, you'll, you'll hear that, that you're promising to be willing and so you're, you're progressing on a path, right? So for example, many of you that are listening are, you haven't participated in the covenant, the new and everlasting covenant of marriage, or you haven't participated in the, the covenants associated with the endowment, but you're on a path that's leading to that, that place. So you, you desire to make these covenants. And so that desire is part of the covenant making process, right? You're, you're preparing yourself for these, these covenants. And then when you make the covenant, just like we talked about uh, last time, then God is able to open up more uh, thoughts and more revelation for you that will lead to more and more opportunities to interact with, with him in significant ways. Yeah, you know, I feel like a President Uchtdorf quote is coming into play here on this conversation. So we always need it in your German accent. Do you have a German okay. accent? <laughs> I have German ancestry, but they would be disappointed in my German speaking abilities. But here's what President Uchtdorf said. The first step on the path of discipleship begins, luckily enough, in the exact place where we stand. We do not have to pre-qualify to take that first step. It doesn't matter if we're rich or poor. There is no requirement to be educated, eloquent, or intellectual. We do not have to be perfect or well-spoken or even well-mannered. Thank goodness for you and I, especially. Um, you and I can walk in the path of discipleship today. And then he talks about being humble and seeking and knocking and finding and all of that. It's, it's a great uh, statement that he makes. but. I think, you know, sometimes we feel like, well, I can't do that. And, and we start to kind of get this like perfectionist idea mm -hmm. and we can get easily and quickly overwhelmed. 
but that's not what the Lord's doing. That's that, I think that's the devil or our own misunderstandings that kind of insert that the Lord wants us to go step by step, line upon line. And if we are on the, if we just turn to him, we are on wherever we are, we turn to him. We are now on the path of discipleship. And if we stay on that path, right. And keep moving along that path, we're going to, it's going to lead us to the a covenant path. Right. And if we stay on that covenant path, it's going to lead us uh, to him and becoming like him. And so uh, it's a, it's everything's hopeful and happy and we can, we can strive to keep commandments that we're maybe not and or enter into covenants that we're maybe not in a position to do right now, but we can strive and, and be working towards those and preparing for them. Absolutely. I'll tell you a little story. I don't know if I told this on a previous podcast, if I did, everybody just color a picture of Jesus while I tell the story, but I'm always reminded of this around Thanksgiving because one of my favorite, favorite students of all time uh, got in a car accident in, over Thanksgiving, uh, not this year, but this was years ago, this was like 20 years ago, and, uh, and she passed away. I remember the leading up to Thanksgiving, I started getting a lot of interesting questions from her. Uh, she, it, was, it was the same question, and she asked it a bunch of different ways. She would ask, Brother Lawson, what happens if someone doesn't have the chance to make the covenant of marriage? They don't get to get married in this life and they, they die. And, and she would ask that question, the same question, like four different ways. And so I said, oh, Emily, this is what happens. And, and everyone has an opportunity to make that covenant, even if uh, it's not a, it, they're not in mortality. It'll, it'll happen in the next life. And then she is a, a little junior in high school. She passed away obviously never had an opportunity to enter the temple and be married. She will have the opportunity to participate in that covenant of marriage. I'm not sure how that works. I know that it does work. I don't know if there's a big singles ward in the spirit world where they meet somebody or something like that, but, um, but it is going to work out. And so the neat thing about her was uh, in, in my perspective, from what I saw of her, she was just sweet and, and, valiant in every way uh she was on the path that was leading to the temple uh and it was leading to those covenants and heavenly father is going to honor and and bless her for the desires of of her heart and give her those that opportunity anything else brother wing you want to leave us with i just i guess i just witnessed that the the power and blessing of covenants is real and i also like as just from this conversation i can see that there's a, it's, it's important for us to listen by the spirit to, to, to the principles and terms that are within the gospel that we understand what this, what the Lord has means by those things. And his, his words are always edifying and they, there's light there. And, but that which does not edify is darkness and not of God. And so if we misinterpret, we can easily misinterpret uh, some gospel principles or standards or even the words commandment or repent. You know, we can misinterpret those in a non-edifying way. And that's a pretty good clue that that's not the accurate interpretation. Absolutely. All right, students, next week is or next time is Fat Friday. Right. So text us any questions, email us anything, any questions you have that uh, we can go over on on friday you let us know but in the meantime just know 
that we want you to stay righteous and we love your guts. Bye-bye.